Time out when there's gaps in coverage. Every team needs a player that they can count on to help out. Aflac Supplemental Insurance can help close the gap between what health insurance covers and what it doesn't. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Aflac pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. Get help with expenses that health insurance does not cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. From the versatile EQB to the sublime EQS sedan, Mercedes-Benz makes electric extraordinary. The vehicles, all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. The choice is yours. Learn more. MBUSA.com slash EQ. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's our one on this Wednesday. Dan and the Danettes. Dan Patrick Show. Glad to have you on board. Stay as long as you like. We'll leave the light on. 877-3DP-SHOWS. The phone number operator, Tyler, is standing by. Make sure you sign up for the newsletter because next week we'll have an announcement that you'll get on the newsletter about a new batch of uh, tailgate moonshine, azalea moonshine. That'll be uh, next week. Stat of the day is always brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. We say good morning to our radio affiliates around the country, numbering 390, and uh, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio. Also, Peacock, our streaming partner. Download the app, and you can watch for free. Play of the day, poll question, stat of the day, all of those things forthcoming. Guess who is the leading candidate, according to Vegas, DraftKings odds for the MVP? If you said the Joker, you'd be right. Followed closely by Joel Embiid, and then it's Giannis. It's a uh, two-man race there as we head into the final week of the regular season. And I wonder what impact Embiid not playing against the Joker will have with the voters. J.J. Redick was with us yesterday, and he said it won't have any impact for me. Now, there's all of this data out there. There's a lot of nerd stuff, breaking it down and, you know, really getting into the weeds. And, I mean, it's fun to have all of that. I don't like an MVP being based upon the stats, those kind of numbers. There's a, a feel you have when you watch. 
And I and I, I do like it. It's open to interpretation. What is value to you? Best player on the best team? You go back to Russell Westbrook. He was the best player on a team that what was in sixth place in the West. But he had a triple-double. He averaged a triple-double. It, it was just convenient. The voters go, how can I vote against a guy who averaged a triple-double? That hasn't happened since Oscar Robertson. And I always go back to those things. And I'm not sure who said it. Might have been Willie Mays. Might have been Mickey Mantle. But it, when it, it was a big deal about going 30-30. 30 homers, 30 stolen bases. And I think later in their lives, they were saying, if I'd have known it was that important, I would have done it a few times. What we dictate now is, oh, those are incredible numbers. Back when they played, we weren't as numbers driven. And now it's about the analytics. And with the Joker and Joel Embiid, it'll probably come down to analytics with a lot of voters. But it's open to interpretation. I'm fine with that. I always, uh, you know, I took great pride. It was an honor to be able to vote on the NBA awards. And I did not take it lightly. Voting on the Heisman, I do not take it lightly. I want to watch these players. You want to get input from other people who are covering them if you truly care about the vote itself. But this will probably be as close a vote. I don't know the closest vote because I don't know if they reveal. Do they reveal all the numbers? I think when, um, when Shaq won, and I think he was one vote away from being unanimous, I think you know we found out who that was. It's the late Fred Hickman. Uh, I think Fred did not vote for uh, Shaq there. I don't know if we do all the tabulation, if we've done that throughout history with MVP votes, but it's going to be very close, I would think, as close as we've had in a long, long time. Yeah, Paul. I got to double check some of these numbers, but they say there's a Magic Johnson, Charles Barkley, Michael Jordan MVP vote that was extremely close. Eh, but there's a bunch of them. It's, Wait, it's, would that have been 1992? Yeah. Okay. I, I, like Barkley got... Because Barkley won. Yeah, Jordan got more first-place votes, but someone else got more second-place votes. Okay. That was one of the closer ones. All right. Uh, This program brought to you, as I mentioned, by the great folks at Panini, our stat of the day, the hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the all-time greats, only one place to collect them all, Panini Trading Cards, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show, instant classics, autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, and more. Start or continue your collection now at PaniniAmerica.net. Commissioner Major League Baseball Rob Manfred will join us coming up a little bit later on. Grizzlies have won 9 of 10. Ben Simmons is shut down for the rest of the season. And Kevin Durant is coming back tonight. I didn't know Ben Simmons wasn't shut down. And I do watch a lot of NBA. But it's almost like I had to go back to his rookie year when he played really well. And I went, okay, he can't shoot. But... It's okay. There are guys who can dominate a game and probably can't shoot. There's a lot of players in NBA history. You know, Rajon Rondo couldn't shoot. He became a better shooter. Magic, when he first came in, didn't have a jumper. Actually, he never had a jumper. He had a set shot. But Ben Simmons was Defensive Player of the Year. He could run the point. He was 6'10". He could pass. Had a feel for the game. And then all of a sudden, he lost his feel lost his love for it, maybe he settled. Maybe he got to the point where, and some players do this, hey, I got to the NBA. Hey, I'm 25 and I'm uh, dating a model. Okay, great. And do you want to get better? Then he got an injury. But a back injury is one of those where you go, 
okay. Like, if I say I have a headache, how do you disprove that? Hey, I, back. Okay. Now, knee, all right, I can see where you've torn a ligament there. I just don't know if he really wanted to be great, wants to be great. And maybe he is truly injured. Maybe. But, you know, there could be a lot more at play here than just an injured back. You lose confidence. You don't want to be embarrassed. You don't want to go out there anymore. Uh, People are waiting for you to go to the free throw line, waiting for you to take a jumper. You play with confidence, and you don't think when you play. You've already gotten to the point where you know what to do in these situations. You can watch Ben Simmons think on the basketball floor. It's like golf. I'm going to think about in my backswing, and then I'm going to end up like Charles Barkley. You don't think. You react when you play because you've already thought to get to that point. And Ben Simmons thinks too much. Yeah, Marv. Maybe a couple days ago we were talking about most frustrating athletes. And then we were talking about Kyrie. I think Ben Simmons is on top of this because we've seen Kyrie do some stuff at the highest level. I don't even think we've seen Ben Simmons tap into his full potential. Yeah, but we haven't seen you know that, that moment that Kyrie gave. Kyrie's given us moments and gave us one of the biggest moments in NBA history when he hit the jumper against Golden State. I mean, Kyrie's always going to be frustrating because what happens off the floor? How much does he play? He's been with superstars and he always, you know, somehow wears out his welcome. He'll do the same in Dallas. Dallas won't be his final team. We had Cleveland, didn't want to play with LeBron because he was there and then LeBron came. Boston, what happened? I don't think those young players wanted him there. Now you're with the, the Nets, which is what you wanted. It's a mess with the organization. You didn't help with that mess, and now you're with Dallas. He's probably going to be on two more teams before it's all said and done. But he has given us those moments where you go, God, just play basketball. Yes, Eaton. But Ben Simmons for a you know three-time All-Star or like two-time All-NBA player or whatever feels more like a bust Yes. than yeah. he does a great player, even though he's been an All-Star. He's been those things, but he's a bust. He's, he's, a, he's a way bigger bust than Sam Bowie is. Well, Sam Bowie got hurt. I mean, he broke his leg. Sam Bowie got... But Sam Bowie is still the, considered the biggest bust of all time, right? No, Greg Oden or Michael Oluwak Candy. Mm. A lot of times, we'll attach how big a bust you are by the person who the team didn't take. Uh, you know, it was Kevin Durant, Greg Oden, uh, Ryan Leaf, yeah. Peyton Manning. Uh, who was second with Michael Oluwak Candy when he was drafted? Oh, Michael Bibby was he Mike Bibby I've got to check that one but you pass on Paul Pierce and Dirk Nowitzki also Vince Carter Antoine Jameson those guys came after Ola Candy, so it makes it even worse and you know basketball used to be about you you never passed up a big man like you had to get a big guy you always wanted size you can't teach size can't teach height teach height okay now it's different but here you had Ben Simmons who's 6'10 running the point in the McDonald's All-American game and watching that last night with Bronny's son in there, or uh, LeBron's son, Bronny, playing, I mean, Ben Simmons was running the point, and you're like, oh, my God. Now, the first time I saw him shoot, I, I swear I thought that he was left-handed, or right. he should change to right-handed, because I thought he can't shoot left-handed. And I don't know how you get to that point where people pass you through and they can't help you unless you don't want to be helped. And that's what I think it comes down to with Ben Simmons. Do you want help? Because there are guys who can help you be a better shooter. I mean, Lonzo Ball, I kept saying, don't make it like it's a windshield wiper. 
you know what? Shorten it up just like Durant. Durant goes from left to right, but he's one of the great shooters in history. Lonzo had a long shot. More things to go wrong. And then he became a better three-point shooter. I don't know if he plays in the NBA again, but he did. There was a willingness to learn, and he was being embarrassed on the floor. Yes, he Ben Simmons is going to end up making, without his next contract, over $200 million. <laughs> yeah. And the the Nets are going to pay a, a big chunk of that. They're going to have to eat it. <laughs> I mean, you are. You're going to have to eat it. Because he, I think they owe him $80 million. And he can't play. And I don't know if he wants to play. I think he loves the trappings of being successful. Like, okay. I get to dress like this. I get to drive this car. I get to date this. Like, I'm a star. Social media tells me I'm a star. You're not. You're not. But he might be fine with that. You know, just because I have an alpha personality doesn't mean you should have one. But I do look at that and say, boy, man, this is a lost opportunity here. But maybe he doesn't care. Maybe it's not that important to him as it would be to us. Yeah, Paul. And I don't know if it is a back injury now, and I'm not doubting that, but early in the season, I'm looking at preseason quotes. Ben Simmons, ready to go, feel great. Got to ease back in with the basketball, but my health is great. There's a bunch of quotes. He averaged uh, 6.6 rebounds and 6 assists. Now, that's versatile, but it's not like great. He was averaging 17, 8, and 8 three years ago. You'd think he'd be at the apex of his career. And also, when you watch him, he seems to float around the court. There doesn't seem to be an urgency in his game. Is that fair to say? Well, I don't think, I think there are places he's trying to avoid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Like it looks that, like there's hot, like hot lava. That show, uh, that lava show, it looks like he's trying to avoid certain areas. Yes, because those areas mean there could be, be potential embarrassment. And, and, and that's what happens. Some guys don't run to the ball, they'll run away from the ball. Hey, I don't want to take it to the hoop because I got to go to the line. Oh, I'm wide open. I don't take a shot. The paint is lava is, yeah. is one of my favorite yes. things. Don't step on the lines. Yeah. The paint is yeah. lava. That's a, that's a show, I think. Yeah. Nickelodeon. Yeah. Ben Simmons would be winning that. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I think there are certain guys who avoid certain situations, and Ben does. And, and, you know, it's sad to see because we did see that, you know, in the embryonic stages, he was a triple-double. He was going to be a guy who, a Draymond Green type. He was going to be a guy who could rebound, he could pass, he could play defense. Draymond's a better shooter, but but Ben might be a better talent than Draymond Green. Yeah, Paul. I'm glad you brought up Green because a lot of people have mixed feelings on him. I don't know if anyone has any mixed feelings on his effort during games. I know he sometimes you know out of hand and makes plays that cost games. Last night he had eight points, thirteen assists, two steals. You know, he was all over the place. And yeah, he, but then he also, if you look at a, a, one of the highlights or lowlights, uh, accused of kicking somebody in the head or trying to last I, night. You know, I'll take that. <laughs> I will take a kick in the head every six weeks, ten weeks, for the way he plays. Like, last night, he doesn't shoot the ball. He took five shots last night. He's perfectly fine with that role. And he's he's going to go to the Hall of Fame possibly someday. He's got to, you know, he's like... He's no, like, he'll be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. It'll be a home Without thing. shooting the basketball, yeah. really. He, yeah. he, curta- he used to average 14. Yes, yes, Todd. I know players always get all upset when they get whistled for a foul, but that hip check for him to react like that after he stuck his hip out like that and to act like, how could you possibly blow the whistle on me for that? Which could have been a flagrant foul. We'd have to see it. It is a visual. You understand. Yeah, yeah. Because I know that there was a video where he was kicking, uh, was it Jones? 
Is that uh, the player with New Orleans? Or at least alleged to have kicked somebody. But, I mean, he, he does giveth, he taketh away. Steph had 39. You know, I know we look at Golden State, we're like, yep, here they go, they're going to get ready for the postseason. Okay, yes, they did come back from, what, 20 down? How did you get 20 down against New Orleans without Zion? That's the problem I have. You're playing at home, and you're struggling to put away New Orleans? Yes, Mark. But I think for a team like the Warriors that's done so much in the past decade, it's hard to get up for New Orleans in March. And I think Draymond said that when they played the Grizzlies. Like Dylan Brooks, you know, they were celebrating. He was like, it's March. Anybody can win in March. So I think it was just one of those things where, you know what, let's get up. You know, let's beat their, you know what. Uh, Okay. He's, look, not, he's look, not Ben Simmons. There was no doubt in my mind last year, Golden State. Golden State was winning the NBA title. And I said that from the beginning. I had no doubt whatsoever. They had everything healthy. They had some depth. Now, that depth wasn't as great as I thought with the younger players. They end up winning the title. This year, I, I just have a problem with it. Sometimes when you, you hey, with, hey, they can turn it on. I, that worries me when you go, hey, they can turn it on at any point. Okay, but are you going to have what you had last year, this year? You don't have Wiggins. Uh, Draymond sometimes, sometimes not. I think, I think Clay has had a really good year, considering everything that he's been through. Uh, and then you got Steph, the Steph factor as well. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come up with a poll question. Got some NFL stuff that we'll talk about. You still have the commander's situation with Daniel Snyder. And some of the rule changes, you're able to uh, change numbers, and uh, you can wear the number zero, and uh, kickers can have the number 99. Yay! We'll talk about that coming up. Take a break. Just getting started. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, at FSR, or stream us live on the Peacock app. Basketball fans know that things can be a little crazy this time of the year. Anything can happen. Last-minute buzzer beaters, gaps in health coverage. But when the last one happens, you need Affleck to help you bounce back from the expenses health insurance doesn't cover. You may have seen the Affleck duck working with some pretty famous coaches, but did you know Affleck is a leader in supplemental insurance? Look, Health insurance wasn't designed to cover everything. So when an illness or injury happens, you can be hit with medical bills that some people don't have the cash on hand to pay. That's where Affleck comes in to help. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Affleck pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. It's never a good idea to try to play through an injury or illness And that's why you got to level up your defense. When there's gaps in health coverage, Affleck has the assist for you. Get help with expenses health insurance doesn't cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. 
the all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Got some quick math for you. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, and delivering your product or service, the more margin you have, the more money you keep. Right? That's obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, borrowing, everything else costs more. So let's reduce that. The headaches, the cost. Smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system that brings accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and brings it onto one platform. One source of truth. So you're only paying for that. It reduces IT costs because NetSuite lives in the clouds. No hardware required. Accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash Patrick right now and save NetSuite.com slash Patrick. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two on this Wednesday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. I have some interesting over-unders, according to DraftKings. Very interesting. Have those for you coming up. Also, we have a numbers game to play. I have no idea what it is. I don't know what sport it's attached to, but Paulie has a numbers game. In fact, two numbers games coming up. Also, college basketball transfer portal. I saw where Caleb Love plays for North Carolina. I think he averaged 16 points a game. He's in the transfer portal. I'm thinking, no, you get in the transfer portal to go to North Carolina to play basketball. He's in the transfer portal to leave North Carolina. Yikes. That would be a bad sign. By the way, watch the McDonald's All-American game last night. A lot of fun. LeBron James' son, Bronny, had five three-pointers, five of eight from the floor, five of eight from three-point range. Got a nice-looking jump shot. And when you start to think about this, and I'm watching the game thinking about it, LeBron was there watching the game in Houston. 
And I'm thinking, LeBron says he wants to play at least one season with his son. Now, LeBron can hold up that end of the bargain by being LeBron, and he'll be able to play. But Bronny has to hold up his end of the bargain to be able to play in the NBA. So the pressure that's on this kid right now, he's got to go to college for one year or the G League or go to Australia, Europe, play there, and then be ready to play in the NBA. And he's a nice player. And he's not running the point. He's not DJ Wagner. He's going to Kentucky. But he's a, he's a good player. If I said, hey, pick LeBron James' son out, you're not going to pick him. Maybe, you know, facially you might. But you're watching his game. It's nothing like LeBron's. He's got a really nice jump shot. And, yes, it's a better jump shot at this point in their careers than his dad. Which I always say, yeah, imagine if LeBron had a jump shot. (laughs) He'd have 45,000 points, right? When it's all said and done. He doesn't have a jumper, but he did pretty well as the all-time leading scorer. But Bronny is a nice player. And maybe that's not being fair to him to say he's a nice player. But if I didn't know if it was his son, I would say, oh, man, that guy's got you know some good range. Nice lift on his jump shot. Nice form. But that's it. Nothing, nothing else. I think he's a nice player. And if I said Chris Duhon, remember him? He was a combo guard at Duke. Good player. Played in the NBA. Could you see LeBron James' son sort of like Chris Duhon? Maybe Jay Williams. Jay Will. I, you know, he's a mid-sized guard. It feels like every player in that game is about 6'7", you know, a a three, you know, shoot threes and, you know, three and D. That's it. Everybody's sort of the same. But watching Bronny last night, I love his poise. He seems really mature on the floor. But there's a lot of pressure on him. And, you know, he'll go to college and probably, you know, be there for six months, whether it's Duke or Ohio State or Oregon. You can see that he's already, he's wearing Nikes. They were supposed to wear Adidas last night. Like, he's already like, nope, nope, nope. I'm on NIL payroll here. This is what I'm wearing. Yeah, Paul. I watched a game last night, and every year in a McDonald's All-American game, I fall in love with someone. I'm like, oh, because I don't watch a ton of the highlights and the clips and stuff during the season. There's a kid named Isaiah Collier. If you know anything about high school basketball, I'm sure you know his name. I didn't. He's going to USC. Oh, man, yeah. that's, a, that's a nice one out there for the North fans. Yeah, there's a few of these players that you're like, oh, okay, and then you're going to get to see them till what, next April, and then that'll be it. Then they'll go to the NBA. Yes. It's an interesting thing that social media has done because of it brings so much attention to high school players. But like I was going through lists of snubs. Like I was shocked Mikey Williams wasn't on there. He was kind of the guy, at least in the way I was viewing it, the guy before Bronny got super famous. Mikey Williams was the dude. Uh, he signed with, uh, he's going to Memphis, yeah. I want to say, but he was snubbed uh, at the All American game. And it was like. And I'm getting, you know, maybe Bronny was shoehorned into the game. You know, I'm, I, you could probably pick 60 players to play in the McDonald's All-American game. All right. So a little nepotism. Yeah, it, it happens in all walks of life. But Bronny played well last night, and that's the key. If you would watch him, and, and there are times when you'll see some of these kids who don't belong in those All-Star games, like myself when I was in an All-Star game, and I'm thinking, oh, these guys are really good. 
I shouldn't be out here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> coach, oh, I think, uh, I think my knee's acting up here. Like, I'm out there with grown men and realizing I wasn't ready for that. Tweak the hammy a little yeah. bit. That's a little stiffness. Yeah, huh? You know what? It was a Ben Simmons-type moment. <laughs> uh, the back. Wait, what's wrong with your back? You, you, just, you didn't do anything out there. I know. I should stretch a little bit. But Ronnie belonged out there. Is he a great player? No. Is he a good player? Yes, he is a good player. Is he going to be the star of his team in college? I don't know that. I mean, he might be a Chris Paul type player, although he's he's an off guard, and he's not he's not the point guard. Yes, Eaton. But that yeah, right? Is he a great player? No, not yet. But he has to be given the opportunity to become great. You know, Kobe wasn't great at 18 either. No, no. You know, they, you have to give them a window of time to figure it out. But we, we won't give him a window of time to figure it out. He's LeBron James's son, and people aren't going to be fair to him. But you're right. I mean, Kobe's one of the greatest players of all time, and he looked lost out there when he was 18 years of age. You know, even KG when he came in. You know, these guys come in and you're playing against grown men. But LeBron's saying, I want to play at least one year with my son. Now it's up to Bronny. Because LeBron will still be LeBron. He might not be great. He'll still be LeBron. Yeah, Marv. And what if Bronny says, you know what? I'm having a really good time here. I'm making money. I like this team. Maybe we get another guy in the transfer portal. Hey, and next year we can go to a Final Four for whatever school he goes to. And, and, you know, LeBron says, relax. Whatever NIL he's making in college, he'll make that in the pros. You know, Seton brought this up because Caitlin Clark is, you know, a wonderful player and probably making some good money at Iowa. And uh, she's the focal point of college basketball right now, the women's game. And if you go to the WNBA, why wouldn't those sponsors go with you? You'd still make that money. Your NIL would just transfer into the WNBA. Now, I know that she came on the show a couple of weeks ago and said, you know, I'd love to stay. You know, I've got one more year and, and maybe one more year after that. Yeah, see. Yeah, I mean, some of her NIL deals are local, right? She has one with a, a chain of supermarkets through the Midwest. Yeah. I don't know. Does that change because she's not at Iowa anymore, even though she's an Iowa legend? I, I don't really know. Um, but you would imagine being the face of uh, college basketball, and then you think probably the face of the WNBA that she would still be able to get endorsement money. By the way, I got something for you here. Highest rated men's basketball game on ESPN this season. This is regular season. Duke and North Carolina, 2.8 million. Highest rated women's basketball game on ESPN this season. Now, this was in the tournament. It was Iowa and Louisville, 2.5 million people. Highest-rated NBA game on ESPN this season. Regular season. Nick Celtics, 2.1 million. Woo! Ow! Stat of the day! Stat of the day! Stat of the day! Stat of the day! Woo! This is the stat of the day! Stat of the Day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Seton, poll question for hour two, if you will. I will, Dan. Let me update you on uh, hour one. We put in there 
Uh, if you could only add one rule to the NFL, the emergency third quarterback or review of roughing the passer, okay. 82% have roughing the passer, yeah. which makes a lot of sense because you see that way more than, oh, crap, we're down to our third quarterback. But as Paulie said, you're probably looking at maybe five or six reviews each weekend for the entire NFL schedule. I'm fine with that. You know, it, it feels like when you get into these challenges, these reviews, and then it slows the game down. I don't think anybody goes, you know, the NFL, that game is slowed down. Boy, it takes forever for an NFL. When's the last time you complained that an NFL game was long? Or college football game, long. Baseball, man, they got to speed that thing up there. Commissioner of Major League Baseball, Segway, will join us coming up in an hour from now. It's, ta- it's time to play the numbers game. Which numbers game are we playing, Paulie? Dan, this fun game is called Which Number Would You Pick? Let's say you're a rookie in the NFL and right. you'll be the quarterback of a franchise right. and all numbers were available to you. Right. We've never done this before. Right. This is not numerology, but whatever you want to do. Which number would you pick to be a starting quarterback in the NFL and why? I will start with, I've given almost no advance notice on this. I'll go and start with me so everyone gets a chance to think. Okay. Weirdly, I would go with number 22 as a starting quarterback because it's kind of that college thing where some quarterbacks are in the 20s. Mm-hmm. And if you remember, Paul Crew played by Burt Reynolds in the original mm-hmm. Longest Yard. Okay. My dad loved Burt Reynolds. I love Burt Reynolds. Fantastic American actor and great quarterback. Mm. I would go with number 22 at quarterback. All right, Todd, what number would you go with? Being born on the 10th month of the 10th mm-hmm. day of uh, 1969, and because I was a big Chris Chambliss fan back in the day who wore 10 at first base for the Yankees, I would go 10. All right, Seton O'Connor. Uh, I'd probably go 24. That's, uh, I was born on the 24th. Ricky Henderson's my favorite athlete. Um, probably do that. All right. Like my, my uh, high school jersey number. Uh, Dan Patrick yes. also wore 24. My favorite basketball player Hello. wore 24. Hello. That's, I, I, sorry, I freaked out there. I'm in the transfer portal. Yeah. <laughs> You've got some eligibility. <laughs> I do. I do have eligibility left. Marvin, how about you? I go with 13. I was born on the 13th. Hmm. That was it. Oh. I would probably take 12 just because of all the greats who've worn 12 or three just because I pretty much made my living on the basketball court with the three, even though this is football. Um, three would be kind of badass. Was Montana three at Notre Dame? The, right. uh, was he? Yes. yes so I, was Ron Paulus. Oh, would he change his number to 40 because he's four and oh in Super Bowls? <laughs> No, he would change it to four. I would, ch- I would change mine to four zero because I'm four and zero. Uh, uh, <laughs> Sorry. Why, why, why do that to Joe Montana? What are you doing? And I'm not really sure why I'm doing it as Napoleon Dynamite either. <laughs> I don't. That's what makes it great. Yeah. Because I'm not doing. I'm not being Joe Montana. I'm being someone talking about Joe Montana. Oh, okay. That's why. It's I, like Fritzy's bad call of us. Why don't you guys talk about the you know that that voice? Yeah. Name three Astros. Yeah, I thought so. I don't know how it feels to lose because I've never lost one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but now you're taking a quote from oh, wait, Joe now Montana. I just, he doesn't know how it feels to. <laughs> that's why I'm four zero. <laughs> right, sidebar. Man, what happened with the back row? Like you guys are slamming your head. Voices. That's right. You're heavy on snark today. <laughs> Melissa snark. Yeah. Hey now. Hey now. <laughs> Uh, Dave in Cincinnati. Dave, how are you today? What do you have? 
Good, Dan. How are you doing? Good, sir. I uh, have a comment uh, on the uh, issue of which NFL plays should be reviewed and which shouldn't. Okay. Uh, What I think the NFL should do is ask themselves, what is the purpose of reviewing these plays? And the answer is because you want to get the call right. Yes. And if you want to get the call right and you want the game determined by the play on the field rather than a missed call by an official, why would you not review every play? Now, I understand that there's the issue that it's going to maybe take longer in the game if you do that, but with this expedited review that they're doing, I I don't think that that would be an issue. I think most of these calls could be determined within 30 to 60 seconds. Well, that's the problem, Dave. It's not instant replay. When's the last time we actually called it instant replay? Because it was supposed to be in an instant that we're going to get the results, and it's not. And you do want to get it right, but you can't review every play. If that's the case, now you're taking everything out of the officials' hands. Why even have officials? If everything's going to be reviewed, you just have the play, and then you have a group of people reviewing it, and they go, "Uh, by the way, there was holding on that play. Or there was pass interference on that play. Or roughing the passer on that play. I think the NFL does a pretty good job with this. But I think roughing the passer... Only from the the standpoint of the defensive player. And no rule has actually been enacted that helps the defense. This at least, okay, give me a chance here to understand how to tackle a quarterback, hit a quarterback, and was that really that egregious? Did I rough the passer? And I think this would be beneficial for the defense, and I'd be all in favor of that. Yeah, Paul. All right, I have a new replay rule that would up the tension and speed up the game in the NFL. Tell me if this is good or bad. Why don't we take a break? It's not that good. Oh, it's not I that good. I don't know if it's teaseworthy. <laughs> it doesn't what matter. What if I also have a bad idea that I can do next segment? Okay. Bad, and, I- bad idea Wednesday? Yeah. I mean, when Mike Greenberg teases these things, it doesn't always pay off. Oh, then mission accomplished. Coming up next, two of the worst ideas you've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll give you over-unders. I got some wild over-unders in the NFL. A-Rod. I'm shocked at this. Oh, was I? No, I wasn't doing my Mike Greenberg. I, that was me doing it. Oh. Oh. Okay, I can try. You won't believe the over unders. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And we'll yeah. tell you about the Cowboys' Woo. win total. Our Ryan is here. My gaff is here. Woo! J E T S. Rob Ninkovich is here. Ninko. Ninko. Everybody's got a nickname. Yeah. The Nink Man. Yeah. Let's take a break here. D Graz, what do you got? We'll be back right after this, Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray, depression, anxiety so now i'm coming out with a new podcast unbreakable a mental health podcast with jay glazer where each week while we talk about mental health i hope to describe it give it words listen to unbreakable with jay glazer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts basketball fans know that things can be a little crazy this time of the year anything can happen last minute buzzer beaters gaps in health coverage but when the last one happens, you need Affleck to help you bounce back from the expenses health insurance doesn't cover. You may have seen the Affleck duck working with some pretty famous coaches, 
But did you know Affleck is a leader in supplemental insurance? Look, health insurance wasn't designed to cover everything. So when an illness or injury happens, you can be hit with medical bills that some people don't have the cash on hand to pay. That's where Affleck comes in to help. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Affleck pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. It's never a good idea to try to play through an injury or illness, and that's why you got to level up your defense. When there's gaps in health coverage, Affleck has the assist for you. Get help with expenses health insurance doesn't cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? And not a website, but a person, an actual person in your community. That would also do it for free. There is that scenario. Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert that you can trust. They never charge you. Everything is free. No fee for you to find a job. Go to ExpressPros.com, find the office nearest to you, or download the Express Jobs app to get started. Wide range of opportunities, variety of industries, welding, sales, forklift operator, customer service. The team at Express is ready to help you or somebody you know find their next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job or maybe a full-time role, a new one, Turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express can be as easy as a phone call or one application with Express Employment will put you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go into your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com. ExpressPros.com. 
Final hour in this Wednesday, we'll talk to the commissioner of Major League Baseball, Rob Manfred. Opening day is tomorrow. All 30 teams will be in action starting this season. Make sure you sign up for the DP Show newsletter. Comes out every day, 6 Eastern, 3 Pacific. Recaps everything that happened on the program. Also, we'll uh, give you a heads up on the new batch of moonshine that is coming out next week. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. And the best golf in the world is played here. The PGA Tour goes to the Lone Star State, the Valero Texas Open, next Saturday at 3.30 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. We'll get to phone calls coming up. Poll question for the final hour of the program, then we'll bring in the commissioner. Seton? Do you want to go uh, what we were proposing there, good idea, bad idea, and make a poll question out of those? Sure. Terrible idea, good idea. I just don't know how to do the review one in as few characters. Oh. Okay. How do we parse down the wording of? Um, why don't you guys? Why don't you guys talk amongst yourselves okay. while, while I talk to the commissioner of Major League Baseball? We'll talk offline because the commissioner is everything is on the clock with the commissioner. So there's a there's an answer clock there for him, and uh, we'll see if he goes past uh, twenty seconds. Rob Manfred, baseball commissioner, joins us. Good to talk to you again, commissioner. How are you? I'm good, Dan. How are you? And if you really want me to answer in 20 seconds, I'll do my best. But, you know, I have a way of going on a little bit. <laughs> Help me understand the pitch clock and why it's now being enforced when we've had the pitch clock. Why wasn't it enforced? Um, it was a question of getting an agreement with the Players Association Um to actually enforce the clock. We had it out there kind of as a guideline to try to move people along. Uh, but obviously this year, enforcing it with the ball strike penalty puts it in a whole different light. Give me the feedback that you've gotten, pro and con, on the pitch clock and the, the hitter's clock. Okay. Um, first of all, fans um, overwhelmingly supportive of the change. Um, there was a Seton Hall poll, independent poll that was done um, recently. 80% of fans thought that the new rules were an improvement in, in the game. That didn't really surprise us, Dan, because the rules from the very beginning were based on fan research about what they wanted to see in the game, better pace, more action, more athleticism of our players. Um, in terms of player reaction, um, I've met with Tony Clark. I've actually met in small groups with players from six teams. Um, somewhat surprising to me, the player reaction to it has been on the whole positive. The, the core of having the clock, um, players seem to be supportive of it. Um, the issues that players raised, I, I consider them to be, you know, around the periphery, certain kinds of plays, you know, a pitcher um, has to cover first base. He needs a little extra time to get back to the mound. The bullpen in Colorado is a long way away, and we need a little more time to, to get in from the bullpen. We have made adjustments in response to some of those issues that the players have raised, and we'll continue to seek player input as the season goes on. Why larger bases that look like pizza boxes? This is kind of an interesting. I don't really think they look like pizza boxes, but um, you know, they they, they no, are a little commissioner different. sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, well, there is that. Come on, um, <laughs> we did once do a little. Oh, I know that. Pieces. It didn't go that well. <laughs> Was that <laughs> Spider Spider Man uh -oh. didn't go well, but I I <laughs> yeah. would think I think baseball just strikes a deal with you know Pizza Hut, and there you go. 
I wouldn't hold your breath on that one. Okay, um, all right, fine. But all right. the original thought on the basis was wholly safety related. Um, two different issues. One, you know, plays around first base when a pitcher's covering, you got different players converging. We thought more room was a good idea. Also, the profile of the base, right? The, it, the old bases were so high, the potential for misstep around them w was pretty high. Interestingly, when we went to the bases, um, I, think, I think the only one who actually predicted this was Theo Epstein. The, even the small change in the size has actually um, made the running game more appealing. There, there's more attempts and the success rate has gone up. So, you know, when you change something, you may get effects that you didn't foresee, but hats off to Theo. He actually thought that was going to happen. Yeah, and I love it. This has been my knock uh, for you know, a long, long time that, you know, the nuance of baseball was being lost. It was, I'm going to throw it really hard and you're going to swing really hard and that's Major League Baseball. And you're trying to tell a new generation that's not the way the game used to be played. It, it was hit and run. There were bunts. Uh, there were stolen bases. and I think one of the reasons that the reaction, both fan and player, has been positive to the changes. And, you know, this is an institution that, you know, change is not our long suit in terms of accepting it. Um, I, I think that people have come to understand that the game had evolved over a period of time and that, we have tried to position these rules, and I think accurately, as an attempt to restore the best form of the game on the field. What are you doing with the old bases? Could I get one of them for the man cave here? I'll tell you what. We'll send you one. Right. How about that? I like that. You want it signed or unsigned? I want it signed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I want we'll it signed. Um, what are we going to do with the, the neighborhood play? Now that the bases are bigger, you know, should we get rid of the neighborhood call here? There, there, there's been um, a, a, a lot of conversation um, surrounding the neighborhood call. I, I think that um, one of the things uh, that's important when you have replay is we have never asked the officials to ignore something they see on replay. It, and it comes up mostly with plays around second. So they used to ignore the guy coming off the base, right? Um, when you see it on replay, if he comes off the base, they call it. I think the neighborhood play is the same sort of issue. You got to touch the base. And I think once you start down that slope of telling people we're going to have replay, but some of it we're going to ignore, that's a dangerous place to live. What do you think of allowing us to listen in on replay? You mean the actual conversation yeah. in the room. Yeah. Um, well, we, we do have a, a, a little better transparency on the room this year. Um, it does not include live audio. Um, you know, I think that it's important to give the replay officials an opportunity to have a free exchange of views um, before they make the call. I don't see us going that far. We are going to have more insight into what it looks like when replay is going on this year. You could charge. You could charge like you know, NASCAR lets you listen in on the pit crews, like your your favorite driver. What if you – I'm trying to make you money here, Commissioner. Yeah, I, I appreciate the suggestion. There's just some places where um, – I, I know some doubt this to be true, but there's some places where um, making a little extra money just not worth it in terms of the risk to the game, and I think that's one of them. How much of this is going to be your legacy? I think the rule changes. I, I, I'll be honest with you, Dan. I, I'm bad at legacy questions because I don't think about it very much. I don't know why, but I don't. 
Um, I do think the rule changes um, based on the reaction that they've generated will be an important part of it. Yeah, and, and I know you're being humble, but I'm looking at this where we bring in rule changes or, you know, somebody does something and there's this seismic shift 30 years from now. We're going to be, we'll be talking about, you know, the game and where the game is. I mean, it's really important because I thought baseball was at a crossroads. I mean, I thought you guys were really lagging far behind and the little changes, I thought, I watched more spring training baseball this year than I have in a long, long, long time. And yeah, it's be- that does be- my heart good. <laughs> yeah, but, but these were all positives. Now, I'm not big on the shift. I think a Major League Baseball player should be able to put the ball in play the other way. But what made you say, let's get rid of the shift? I saw the shift, a couple of things. I think the shift um, had a disproportionate impact on certain kinds of players, number one. Um, number two, I, th- I think it resulted in balls that historically fans were used to be seeing as base hits being outs, and that's not good for the game. Um, number three, you know, I-, I got a great group of former players that work with us here, Raul Labanya, CC Sabathia, and, you know, I, I take a lot of um, – guidance from them on these issues and you know what they were saying to me is you know it's harder to hit that ball the other way uh particularly on the ground which is what you're looking to do than Mm -hmm. people realize even for a major league player last i thought it was low risk in the sense that from a fan's perspective the reaction is going to be oh i'm looking at the field and it looks like the field i looked at when i started watching the game in 1976 you know i mean it, 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 the game would look the same so I, it, there's not a lot of risk associated with that one talking to the commissioner major league baseball rob manfred all 30 teams will be in action to start the season tomorrow help me understand you as commissioner when you see a spring training highlight social media sends it out the phillies game where the catcher is reaching back for the ball and then thinks the umpire is going to throw it to the mound, and then all of a sudden the catcher gets run. When Mm -hmm. do you get involved, or do you get involved in a play, a moment that went viral? Yeah, a play like that always, always um, attracts attention here in the commissioner's office. Um, The attention (laughs) that it attracts is a lot faster than it used to be because it you know shows up on your phone you don't have to wait for somebody to you know say you know gee rob this happened um we we, we try to pay the, uh, attention to them and okay do you uh, place a call no i do i ordinarily okay. i mean it would have to be a really big problem okay ordinarily i would not i mean i, I have great mike hill um the former um General manager of the Marlins is an SVP of baseball operations here. He deals with the umpires on a day-to-day basis. Um, you know, Mike usually will check with me about what he's going to do, but he, he does a great job managing that group. Okay, but how does that happen? Like, what was done in that situation? Look, I, I, I think that the problem with explaining what happened in that situation is that um, there was – I think there was communication prior to the play that played a role and we don't know exactly what that communication was and you know maybe a little overreaction by you know a young umpire and you know again a a learning experience for everyone involved help me understand this that we allow umpires to have their own strike zone well it feels that way commissioner that 
Remember, we'd go, Eric Gregg, you know, he's really friendly here and give you the wide strike. Or, you know, when Maddox is on the mound, you're going to get those calls here. But Yeah, I think that we are. I certainly was around during that era. And I can say unequivocally um, that starting back when Sandy Alderson was here in the commissioner's office and I first came in, we have made great strides in terms of promoting the consistency of the strike zone that's called by umpires. Um, our young guys are, you know, outstanding on this because they've grown up in a system where they get reviewed, um, you know, on a daily basis, literally get every missed call with a video clip showing them the missed call after the game that they must log in and watch. And it has promoted consistency. Um, you know, it's way better than it was. Um, the, the question is, the question is, you know, what's the next step, right? I mean, do you go further in terms of the use of technology? Because we do have the technology that literally calls the rule book definition of the strike zone perfectly. I talked to a minor league umpire, and he said after a while, the players, they're fine with it because they want it called correctly. And I just see that you can have umpires, but when it comes to balls and strikes, it's almost like tennis. It, right. Is it in? Is it not? And there's, yeah, I, I, what do you think? I think, I, I think this. Um, I think like everything else, um, there is some miss perception as to exactly what the system is. Um, You know, I get emails from fans regularly saying, you know, why do you want to have a robot umpire? Well, we're not going to have a robot umpire. We're going to have an earpiece in an umpire's (laughs) ear that tells them what the right call is. Although a robot umpire would be pretty cool if you want to get the younger audience, Commissioner. Yeah, well, there there is that, but that's not how the system works, number one. Number two, I think that um, there again in the unintended consequence category there is concern that a certain type of catcher who kind of makes his living framing pitches that you're de-emphasizing that part of the game that's an issue we need to think about and then the 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 last piece um you know right now if you look at the data the umpires call kind of an oval strike zone yeah they don't call you know inside outside um on the corners and um, that can have an effect on offense in the game that we need to really understand. See, I think, we're, I think it's coming. I think it's just a matter of time that we'll have this. And I think, once again, you add the video component to this, Commissioner. And we love bells and whistles. We love that stuff. Yeah. Although I am worried that we have the hitter's clock and the pitcher's clock, and then we have everything else on the screen. Are you worried it gets too cluttered? During yeah, the broadcast, well, we've we've worked extensively with the broadcasters. Um, we, we've kind of reached an understanding that the clock will be embedded in the bug, the scoreboard bug that's already on the screen, um, because we don't want that clutter uh, of the pitch clock obstructing the view. And we're going to be very careful of about um, the present game presentation of these changes. What's the coolest thing in your office? The coolest thing in my office is actually around the corner. Um, I did a speech at a small college in New Jersey, and there happened to be an artist who specialized in baseball players who was an alum. 
and he did me a, a, a portrait of Mickey Mantle, who was my favorite player growing up. And it, it, it's a pretty neat thing, <laughs> a pretty neat thing. Did you meet Mickey? No, I, my first game was in um, that I saw live. I was 10. Um, I saw it live in Yankee Stadium in August of 1968. Um, they lost to the Twins 3-2, to two, but Mantle hit a solo shot from each side. I only know now, <laughs> thanks to Mr. Courtney, that it's the last time Mickey Mantle ever hit two home runs in a game. So it was a, my first game was a pretty good one. <laughs> Doesn't, does Otani feel like Mickey Mantle? Or Babe, I mean, is he, how big yeah. is he in your eyes? I, I, I'll tell you, um, maybe the right word is presence. Um, there is a presence about Shohei Otani that is, out, I mean, really out of the ordinary. Um, you know, he, he's um, bigger than people realize in, in real life um, and has a real presence about him. Um, he carries himself with a kind of grace that you don't always see in athletes. Um, we're, we're lucky. He's a special one. Why do I have to wait a few more years now for the WBC? Um, you know, look, it's a, it's a question of how often we can go to the well with the clubs and convince them that they ought to let their less, best players go while they're trying to get them ready for the season. God, um, I, I, you know, it, it, it was great. You got sentiment on your side, and I, and I do think that sense of pride that we lost to Japan. And, you know, it's like when we lost the America's Cup. We didn't even know what the America's Cup was until we lost it. I'm like, damn it, we won it back from Australia. <laughs> Yeah. I, do, I just, I, you're growing I the game. With that. Yeah. I agree with that. And I hope, um, look, I think that um, the tournament was a rousing success from, from our perspective. Um, you know, the fact that we had games on the, you know, Big Fox, where you had four and a half people, four and a half million people in America watching it. We had games worldwide where 65 million people watched it. It's the most that's ever watched a baseball game, any kind of game. Yeah. Um, those are big wins for us. I think, um, you know, Tony Regans, who put the U.S. team together, did a phenomenal job. And, you know, hats off to Mike Trout. Um, you, you know, Mike committed early. He served as the captain. He recruited other players. We did great with the position players. And I hope the next time around we can build on that and make sure we have our very best pitchers. And uh, maybe, maybe the gold medal will be the U.S.'s the next time. All right. I'll wait to get uh, the base signed by you and we'll. Put it well, up in the man cave. All right. Listen, Have fun tomorrow. Time. All right. Thank all right. Thank you. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. 
Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. The brilliant EQE SUV from Mercedes-Benz available with digital light technology. So smart, even the headlamps are thinking. The vehicle's all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more. MBUSA.com slash EQE dash SUV.